hosted on dimlywit.com. I'm Alex. And I'm Tina. And this is Obsessed with the Best. We're two New York City gals who are bringing you the best of the best of all things beauty, wellness, and inspirational women. We've tried it all and can't wait to tell you what's worth obsessing over. Join us each week as we share our favorite products and trends and chat with leading female founders and experts. Welcome to Obsessed Obsessed with with the Best with with Alex and Tina. Tina. So today we get to chat with Esther Kim. She is a fashion icon, a travel blogger, and she's the co-founder of the clothing brand Into the Night, which has been featured in Marie Claire, Vanity Fair, Nylon, and Who What Wear, just to name a few. Please welcome Esther Kim. Okay, so Esther, I have to tell people a little bit about how we met because we met at one of the most fun weddings. I mean, honestly, we talked about this on the podcast. It was the tornado wedding. The reception ended up, there was a tornado. It ended up a house party and it ended up being so fun and weird. Wild. (laughs) Literally, I was not in Oklahoma City for even 24 hours. And it's like, comes comes to Oklahoma City once and tornado. (laughs) It's yeah, green skies, like the whole, you know, yes. Wizard of Oz status. I was like, this isn't real. I think we talked about this. We thought it was a clever way for the DJ to get people on the dance floor. Right. It was oh like, there was like sirens yeah. and they were like making announcements. Yeah. And you and I, like, I think yeah. we were like dancing outside. We're like, oh, maybe we should all come in. Yeah. And then they were like, you we got to get out of here. I'm like, okay, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get us to dance. I'd never been to Oklahoma either. So, but I have to say when I first saw you, I immediately noticed your blazer and I was like, what is this cool blazer with a really cool silhouette and a feather sleeve? And you were like, oh, that's my own line. And I right then was like, "Mm, I want to know more. But then I have to say really the thing that pushed me over the edge to really knowing that I, you were a person that I could get behind was we're at the Oklahoma party you come out of the bathroom with like a pair of scissors and no longer a long dress. It became a mini dress. <laughs> well, for a couple of steps that led to that decision, the first one being it was soaking wet on the bottom because tornado and rain. And like, you know, I thought it would be in sunny OKC and be fine with a little trail and train, but it wasn't. So I was like, okay, it's wet. And then someone's heel went through it at a point. So I was like, and there's a hole in it. And I was like, is this fixable? Eh, it's fine. Let's just cut it so I can really get down. Because the, there were some younger girls there and they were busting a move. And like pulling out the early 2000s music. And it was, this dress was constricting. And I was ready to bust a move with them. Just show them that I can hang. So... <laughs> This is the kind of energy we want to bring into everyone's lives. Like, you know what? If it's constricting, cut it off. Cut it off. It's just a dress. It's okay. It's just a dress. Especially if you're in Oklahoma, there is a tornado and it is 2 a.m. Like, and there's, it's just all of those things. What else do you have to do besides cut it off? It just felt right. You know when it's time to cut the dress short. (laughs) I love, yeah, when Alex told me that story, I was like, who is this person? I'm obsessed with her. It yes. really, yes. It obsessed. really got me. <laughs> yes, yes. It really got me. Okay, so something super interesting about you that I learned when I was doing this prep is that you, your family actually brought you here when you were a baby from the Soviet Union. Yes, we immigrated from Kazakhstan and, um, I came here like when I was very young, but I kind of grew up in like a mini, like 
so unique community because we came with my entire family. So Russian's my first language and like the culture of the ex-Soviet Union is still like super relevant because all of our food, um, a lot of like Kazaki slash Russian slash Korean food because that's like the culture over in that country. Um, a lot of like vodka, a lot of um, just like high energy, intense people, um, which I think I definitely took a lot of that from and created a brand to kind of like emulate that lifestyle. But yeah, so um, that that is true. Your research is correct. And how do you think growing up with immigrant parents affected your both your identity and also your drive, your work ethic? Um, I definitely think it affected the work ethic because it was just like, it was so ingrained in me and also my brothers. Like, if you want something, like, you just will go do it. Like, it's up to you. No one's going to do it for you. Like, just keep your head down. Don't worry about anything. Just get your work done and do what you need to do. Also, Russians or ex-Soviets, whatever, they're all very superstitious. And it's kind of like, if you just, I don't want to say like manifest, but it's a lot of like, just say you're going to do it and then you're going to do it and just put it out there and make it happen. And it's laced with like your hard work, but also luck. I mean, listen, luck is relevant in in anybody's life, I think. Like luck and being at the right time, at the right place. So um, I think that's something that's like very much of an immigrant mentality, um, even like the timing of getting out and like making the choice to leave Soviet Union when they did like that was right time and luck. I love how you're talking about luck and, and manifesting. And I, it sounds like you're just kind of like open to exp- open to saying yes. And the experiences that are, are going to present themselves when you're when you're saying yes to the opportunities. Absolutely. Like my mom's you know? never been like. Literally, if it, the weirdest opportunity, I mean, of course, there are boundaries and lines all of us should draw and they should be very, like, we're not talking about anything weird like that. But anything that's, it's like, that's not in my wheelhouse. It can be in your wheelhouse and you don't even know what the future could hold for you. And like, it's so crazy how saying yes to all these opportunities in my life, even though like I had no idea what it would lead to and what the direct end goal of it would be, ended up being mostly wonderful things. So it's like, it's cool. Yes. Alex and I talk about this all the time on the podcast of just, we we had, we set out with no intention of starting this podcast and it was just saying yes to multiple things that led to this thing. And now we're getting to chat with amazing women like yourself. And it's just like, yes, we're just open to the opportunities that come along. Yeah. Never box yourself in. Cause like, you don't know yes. what your box or multiple boxes actually even like look like. Exactly. So Esther, you went to you went to school at Syracuse University. Yes. And soon after you graduated, you started working in the fashion industry and you also started a super successful travel blog. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit what gave you the idea for that travel blog, how you got started in it? Sure. So um I can't I can't really just like sit still. It's not really my MO. Like I constantly have to be doing things and um I was traveling for my husband at that time. He was my boyfriend's job for a a lot and um, of time. And I was just like, how do I do something with this amazing opportunity that could maybe benefit others and maybe turn this into a career of some sort? I mean, I wasn't really sure 
where it would lead, but I know that there's a few things I'm good at and it's like traveling and finding things that are off the beaten path and kind of being in unfamiliar cultures that maybe aren't in my comfort zone and like really making the most out of it. I decided to put it on, you know, pen to paper and, and, um, take some really nice photos and see what happens. I was like, why not? Let's just see if anybody is interested in reading where I'm eating and do what I'm doing. And, um, had some really great feedback and I still will send like, I mean, it's a couple years old now, many years old now, actually, because two years off of traveling. Um, but I still send articles and they're relevant. And it's so cool just for, even for myself to have that as a reference point. Yeah, that is so cool that it's something you can kind of always come back to, to keep writing those articles. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay. So you've been everywhere. Yeah. Where are, what are some of your few favorite cities and like the cities that you love that stick out in your mind and why do you love them? Uh, very high on the top of my list. It's not a city, it's a country, but Singapore. Um, but it's very small and uh, I just love the culture there. I really love East Asia. When I was in Syracuse, I studied abroad in Hong Kong for six months. So like that was another thing where I was like, okay, I don't want to go with anyone I know. I didn't want to, a lot of my friends were like doing, you know, the Barcelona, Madrid, like study abroad. And I was like, okay, bye guys. I'm out. I'm going to Hong Kong. I heard it's like New York of East Asia. Here I go. So I have like a, I already have a built-in like affinity for um, the culture over there. And then I went for a part of my honeymoon and it was just like incredible. The hawker stands, the nightlife, how clean it is. It was just, it's a really wonderful country and the people are so nice. And it's such a mix of a lot of different um, Asian cultures. And that was really cool to just went to be a part of and see. Um, and then also, I mean, I love Italy. I love all everything in Italy. It's got it. I was actually born in Italy through immigration. So that also holds a dear, near and dear spot in my heart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, tell us more about how did that tell us more? Well, a lot of refugees from Soviet Union before like their paperwork went through in the United States, um, they would go to a country in Europe. So like, I know a lot of people were in Vienna um, we went to Italy. There were several countries that were like holding refugees from Soviet Union until they were they were ready to make the move and um, set up in the U.S. So we were just one of those families and my mom happened to be pregnant. So I was born there. Um, I mean, when I was young and like didn't understand, I was like, yeah, like um, she went into labor on a plane. They had to touch down in Italy. <laughs> like Totally wrong. Like not the right information, <laughs> but definitely what like a child would think. <laughs> Yeah, emergency it, like, landing. Yeah. yeah, I was like, you said you were on the way from Soviet Union to the U.S. Oh, so it was an emergency landing. Got it. Like that's how I translate. <laughs> like, yes, it was very dramatic. Yeah. Like, my, oh my gosh. No. So you've been you tra- you've been traveling literally since you were born. Yeah. Um, and you're you're a major foodie too, right? Like, love trying new foods. And yes. Is there any? What's like the weirdest thing you've tried or eaten in a foreign country? Um. God, I would. I would say it's not even that weird, but it was really weird at the time. And I went and visited Kazakhstan where my family's from and we had camel's milk. Oh no, I'm sorry. Oh. Horse milk. Oh. Yes. That's like something that is a very common beverage over I there. I didn't even know 
horse I guess that makes yeah. sense though camel milk and horse milk I believe and it's like a little fermented so it's like if you drink a lot of it you could get buzzed or whatever it's like sour it's weird that was a weird one. Oh my god but yeah. it's a beverage it's not like oh I'm putting a little bit of no. this in my coffee like a glass with what? Milk. With like a full-on glass of milk yeah <gasps> yeah Wow. Yeah, that one was wow. Funky. I had never even heard of that. I had no idea. This is brand new yeah. for me. <laughs> that part of the world has some really interesting cuisine. I mean, some of it is incredible. Like the best, my favorite cuisine in the entire world. But like, there's also some uncharted territory for sure. Wow. Um, and you're all, like, you love to cook too, I'm sure. I do. I love to Being cook. Being a major foodie. I, I love to cook with my family. I'm very lucky that they're all like nearby. And I feel like they have so many secrets that like you're not gonna get on the internet like it's only yes. it's like trade secrets so and is that mostly what you like to cook like family favorites and yeah I definitely that kind of do cuisine? like to cook family favorites like I feel like my husband and I split like I do certain things and he does certain things and like we split up that territory in the kitchen but we're both in the kitchen so that's nice we both like love to do that this episode is sponsored by better help if you know Tina and I, you know that we love therapy. We honestly don't even know how we would have gotten through the last two years without our weekly therapy sessions. BetterHelp offers easy, affordable, and convenient access to therapy. First of all, you don't even have to do any of the research, which can be the hardest part because they do that work for you. They will literally match you with a therapist in under 48 hours. Second, you don't even have to leave your home because BetterHelp offers video, phone, and live chat sessions. Honestly, it's always a good time to invest in yourself and in your mental health, so give it a try. And see for yourself why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. We have a special offer just for our obsessed listeners. For 10% off your first month of professional virtual therapy, go to betterhelp.com slash obsessed. That's betterhelp.com slash obsessed. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. We are sponsored by Ombre Lab. Are you struggling with bloating, moodiness, constipation, or weight gain, and you just can't figure out why? Well, the answer could literally be in your gut. Your gut contains trillions of bacteria, both good and bad. And when your body doesn't have enough of the good bacteria, the bad bacteria flourishes. When this happens, it can cause all kinds of symptoms. Ombre Labs makes it really easy to check on your gut health by offering an at-home test that can measure your bacteria levels. The test will ship right to your door with easy to follow instructions, and then when you get your results, they'll give you a detailed breakdown of your gut bacteria, let you know what foods to eat more or less of, plus you can get personalized probiotics to heal your gut with a subscription. I've done the test myself, and personally, it was the easiest thing ever. No doctor's appointments, no scheduling when you can get to the office. They send everything right to you, and then you just pop it back into the mail, and you get your results. So if you want to start feeling better, visit tryombre.com obsessed to get $30 off of your test. That's T-R-Y-O-M-B-R-E dot com slash obsessed for $30 off. Thank you to Ombre Labs for sponsoring this podcast. So, okay, you had some New York City days that yeah. you have described as the work hard, play hard days of your life. Some partying, some living it up, some yes. like living your life. So I want to know like, what were you up to in those days? Where were you going? Oh, man. I loved those days. <laughs> I really, really loved those days. I 
they're not over. They're not over. No, no, Kelly, no, no, no. not far no, from not over. over. But um, those days, man, I, it was just like so fun because first off, Syracuse University definitely instilled that kind of mindset in me. There was a ton of people that went there that ended up in New York City that also had like a very strict work hard, play hard mentality. And when we all moved to New York, it was just like college all over again. And it was like, this is just college with like nightclubs and, and bars. Oh my God. Um, this is amazing. And we just, I mean, I literally would have the hardest time, not even the hardest time. I just would never say no. And the more you accept invites, the more you're invited to places and dinners and nights out. And so like, we're talking like four nights a week minimum of having a good time and meeting people and seeing new places in the city. So, I mean, I was in a lot of deep, deep basements, like dark clubs, and it was just a blast. I mean, I, I remember Electric Room, and that still exists. It's like so, it was so much the fun. Electric Room? Riff Raff does not exist anymore, but you would get your face painted. It's like, it was iconic. Um, yes. Tau, I mean, that still exists. Lots of Tau, totally. Yeah. yeah. Tau downtown. Yeah. yeah. Westway, which was like a big one when I just moved to New York. And they, it, the venue used to be a strip club. And so like it had all the stages and the poles, but it was a nightclub now. But everyone was welcome to do their thing on the stages and the poles, which trust me, I did. <laughs> but it was so much fun. And it wasn't like, there was minimum like door control. It was just like, you just got to wait. You'll get in, but you'll wait. It wasn't like, oh my God, am I going to get in? Which a lot of these places like were, it was just like, just wait and you'll, you'll be there. And that one closed his apartments now, which is a bummer, but that was like, that was really, really fun. I can't believe I missed that one out of all of them you mentioned. I think I would have loved that place. Yeah. it, It was pretty iconic. What's the place that you love, Alex? I think you went there for your bachelorette party. House of Yes? Is that what it is? Oh, House of Yes. House oh, of yeah. Yes is brand new. Have you been there? I went once for my birthday party. Yeah, after Tatiana's. I, w- I went to the Russian restaurant Tatiana's and did like a yeah. traditional thing. And then we went to House God. of Yes. But Tatiana's burned down. <gasps> burned down? I oh, think so. God. Yeah, I heard there was a fire. Oh, no. But, okay, so you also are the co-founder of this really awesome clothing line called Into the Night, which now I'm like, after hearing these stories, I'm like, ah, yes, Into the Night, that kind of checks out. What is your brand's aesthetic, the the mission behind it? And tell us a little bit how you started it. Sure. So God, I got to tie all these combos together. Um, so how I started it is that I was actually doing some food blogging and I met this woman who has um, an amazing experience in the fashion industry through custom uniform design for like really high-end restaurants and hotels. And she was like, she's, you know, she graduated from FIT. She's got years of experience under her belt producing in, in Manhattan. And, um, and she's just really familiar with the garment district. And we just like hit it off. And she wanted to know if I, you know, had ever thought about going back into fashion. I told her about my experience at Macy's and she was like, yeah, I've always like would love to to sort of put my mindset, my philosophy of life into like a simple, you know, into garments and at least try to do some positive influence through that and through like body, through body image positivity and image positivity and 
Um, she, she connected me with my partner who has been designing custom uniforms for like 15 years. And um, we built into the night together. So she was like, I am a master at creation. What, and I'm like, yeah, you are. Like I, she, yes. trust me, like if you get any of our blazers, I mean, they're, they're perfect. They're perfect. They're beautiful. Um, and, or any of our clothes are perfect. That's something that we were yes. really proud of. And she was like, do you have an idea? And this is actually kind of crazy because I knew what I wanted to, I knew the kind of clothing that I would want to wear and that I would want girls to think of when they're, when they're ready to have like an, an epic day or an epic trip or what I want, they would want to put into their suitcase or whatever. And I was like, how do I kind of like sum this up into an idea? And me and my girlfriends used to use the phrase, like, are we going into, which we would look at each other at like, at, you know, after brunch or having a fun day and it'd be like 4 PM. It's like decision time. Like, are you going home to like take a nap and like have dinner or what's going on? And we would look at each other and be like, we're going into the night, like we're going into. And this was just like something we would constantly say. And it would turn into just like more aggressive, you know, phrasing of like, are we going into? Like, yes. like come on, like um, kind of rubbing each other up. And so I was like on vacation and I came to me in a dream, which is so crazy. Like literally I woke up, I was like, I got it. I got the name. It's into the night. Into the night. Yes, because it encapsulates like a mindset that was so in, that is so ingrained in like and what I want people to to resonate with people um, of just being free and like inviting to adventure. Like I want you to be enthusiastic about the unexpected, you know. And this is all like laced with positivity and 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 when we're talking about everything, it's like the good unexpected, you know? Totally. And I love how you mentioned vacation because when you're exploring a new city and you're there for the first time and you might not have, maybe you have four days, it's like maybe you're not going to take the time to rest and go home and change. You know, you might be out all day and all night and so many of your pieces, that's what they're there for. Yeah, exactly. And especially as millennials who grow up with like every magazine cover was like how to take your daytime look into nighttime look like we've constantly been trying to find the easiest ways to like go from day to night and your pieces have like totally totally done that because you could wear it to the office and then just like slap on a smoky eye and take your hair down and you're ready to go out it's so awesome listen like the day to night transition has been around for a long time like we're not reinventing the, the wheel with like oh my god like we're not the first ones to do something like that. However, like I do think that we're one of the first or the few to really to to really drive home this mindset that we want the people who are wearing our garments to have. Like when you're like, I want to have a freaking awesome day today. Like we want you to pull out an into the night piece. And when you're like, I want to do and be and be on the go and have this confidence and and positive positive outlook on whatever day it is and whatever you happen to be doing, we want you to pull out into the night piece. So that's, and also at the end, and also aside from just the mindset, like we are producing very high quality products. Like we have beautiful pieces that are, that have an amazing fit and made in New York and inspired by the city that, that we manufacture and design everything in. So 
you know, we, we do value the way that uh, that designs can impact a person's mood and in turn, potentially like life. So when you two are working and you're coming up with your pieces and you're coming up with your designs, what is that process like for you two? How does that go? So it, we basically start with a sort of mood. It, really, when we first formed our brand, like that was the most important. There's kind of two boards. Like there is a, a mood board for your brand and then like capsule boards. So um, you pull images that inspire you, that you read, that resonate with how you're feeling, that bring up an emotion, that um, whatever it is. And because we're not doing like collections, we don't do like the color palettes that some other brands would do because our drops are seasonal and they're quite small. Um, we kind of will pick a few like trends that we really want that resonate with us and then hope and then put in a certain design details that make it into the night. So something, for instance, like we have our slinky collection with the NYX print and we make it into the night because we have these like interior um, design details where there's like a, there's a string and you can like cinch the waist and make it like a little sexier or you can leave it looser and more like daytime flowy. So like little things like that. Um, and it's just a very collaborative process. I mean, we're a two-person team. So it, the business of everything is like very technical because there's a lot of different ways to, to be in the retail business. And I'm doing like everything that's not design technical related. And then my partner does everything who that's design and production related. And it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, listen, it's retail. It's like, there's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of brands out there. And there's really like two ways to do it. You can either be direct to consumer or you can be wholesale. And, you know, we're kind of at this crossroads where we were like, which, you know, which one do we want to be? And what we learned was to be wholesale, like these brands that you see in department stores or anything like that, they're producing like 10 to 15 styles, 10 times a year. So like, they have, they have a lot of capacity to, to design and produce and, and they're turning out a ton of product, which is incredible, but you know, that's just not where we're at. So, but that's how you get in front of more customers. Right. And then direct to consumer, you know, you have the ability to create your own structure and drop seasonally with less styles, but you have like maybe less of an opportunity to get in front of the customer. So you have to get creative about it. And that's why we have like our pop-up shop in Montana and we throw like little event. Yeah, we have a pop-up shop in Montana Ave wait, in Santa Monica. Wait, oh, Montana Ave in Santa Monica. Yes. I thought this, because I'm from Montana and I was like, where in Montana oh and God. why Montana? Oh my God, one day. I, <laughs> but I love that. One day. One day. Oh, it will. It will, yeah. And, and direct to consumer, for people who don't know, it means you can literally sell it from an Instagram account, right? So like, when I'm scrolling, like as I was looking, it's like there's a picture of a blazer and something pops up and I can click on it and I can just. Right. Or it's okay. through a website that's direct to consumer too. So anything that's right. not like, and sometimes, and like boutique is technically wholesale, but it's still a little bit, you still can have a, a more tailored relationship with a boutique versus like department stores or some of these like bigger retailers. Um even like a revolver shop up, like they're, 
they have certain like levels of expectations that like you have to adhere to. I for one am such a fan of the direct to consumer style because I get very overwhelmed with too much decision (laughs) and I love when there's sort of just a really condensed version of like the best pieces. I feel like with that kind of model you're getting the best of the best pieces and you know that so much thought and time and effort has gone into each piece. Absolutely I mean we believe in like we believe in what we're doing and the amount of development that we have like we don't think we need to overdevelop. I mean I'm the garment the pieces that are available like the into the night dresses and blazers I am wearing them I mean we're going on our third year now I'm still wearing these pieces time and time and time again. Like I actually have to make the decision like Esther, don't wear that. It's, it's been, it's been too much. You've been seen in this dress too much and you have way too many photos in it. Like we got, we got to switch it up. So we really believe that what we're creating is, you know, we are creating like casual and party looks, but they're not so, so novel that you can't wear them time and time again with, a different kind of styling or whatever. Like we do believe that the, the the direct-to-consumer model, you know, it when you're developing less, it gives you time to focus on on on, on a different kind of garment and a different kind of uh, assortment. Yeah, I'm so yeah. about the less is more, and I feel like that's where things are going now. And most of my favorite brands are direct-to-consumer. Like I love the Kara Santana collection. We both love the Kara Santana collection, mm-hmm. and. I also am loving favorite daughter right now. Oh and yeah. I love when, again, it's just like some, there's options that are very on brand and fewer <laughs> options. Yes. Like I, I actually really enjoy that. So do you have any, well, I mean, I know I definitely need to be shopping. I have my eye on the Bowery blazer and the Beekman shirt dress. Like Literally, Alex and I are your target audience because we love a blazer and we love a button-down shirt, and then also a dress. Like, you literally, that's our, these are our staples. We got you, our girls. Staples. We got you. Yeah, <laughs> you really do. Do you have any current favorites? Do you go up and down with, like, the seasons? What are your, like, what are your current favorites right now in your line? Um, I would say that the Bowery Blazer is just, like, gotten so much wear. It's, it just makes everything so freaking chic. Like, and I, I literally get compliments wherever I go. And that's always nice. So um, I really, I mean, you saw me in it. Like, I love that blazer. It's got the perfect fit. And it's really, really um, just a, it's become like a staple in my closet, but also so elevated. And then um, the Beekman shirt dress is so freaking chic. And I am obsessed with all the colors. I've been wearing them on like rotation. They're just so, so good. They all serve their own purpose sort of. So you do need all three. Um, and it's just um, got like a really cute fit. Like it's, you know, sexy, but also casual, which is like our vibe. It is like yeah. my dream summer aesthetic, that shirt dress. Like I, ha- I'm, I have to have it. <laughs> you, you will have it. I have you to have, have it. it. It's so it's, cool. It's it. so cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. No, it's so, you guys have to check it out. It's so, so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. So we name a lot so... of our styles over like, like, uh, I don't, after uh, New York streets too. Like Love Beekman. That. Cause I was like, isn't that a street down in Fide? Like this is a shirt dress that belongs in Fide. 
So mm-hmm. it was a Beekman and then like the Bowery Blazer because I thought like, okay, Bowery, very New York. And then um, we we started this a little bit later. So like we still have our like OGs, the promenade dress and the city stroll, which were like our first two drops. And then with like holiday this past year, like Bond Street suiting dress. Yeah, because she's nice. chic. She's going to Bond Street sushi, you know. Um, <laughs> I love that. So yeah, try to- Bowery Blazer is the perfect name. I mean, because immediately when you hear Bowery Blazer, you're like, okay, this is this is not corporate. We're not going to work dinner. We are going downtown. We are having a martini. We are having fun. We're going out. We're maybe over a mini dress or trousers. We're doing everything and we're going downtown. <laughs> that's what the image you I get. nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> like, yes, that's exactly what we were going for. Yeah. <laughs> I have to take a quick break to talk about just how much I love plant people. They make CBD products, but not just CBD products. These are CBD products formulated by actual doctors. So along with CBD, these mushrooms, gummies, lotions, and tinctures also have other ingredients that your body really, really needs for optimal health. Right now, I'm really obsessed with their relief drops, which are CBD drops you put under your tongue for 30 seconds in the morning, but there's also turmeric in these drops, which is a really great anti-inflammatory. So you can use these drops when you have cramps or a hangover, an injury, a migraine, you name it. I actually take them every day. I'm also absolutely in love with the Relief Cooling Advanced Recovery Body Cream. It is a body cream that feels a little cool on the skin and it gives you quick relief for any sort of achy muscles. Along with CBD, it has turmeric, again, for an anti-inflammatory, plus arnica and menthol. It's this perfect cooling and soothing formula of potent botanicals for immediate and long-lasting relief anywhere in your body. So... For 15% off your first plant people order, use code obsessed at checkout, or just scroll on down and tap the plant people link in the show notes for this episode. So we love having women on here that just do a million things. So you have had your travel blog, you have your business, you are also a mom, you are also a wife, you're doing everything. So you are married to a professional actor, Matadario. And we are in this business, most of our friends are in this business, and we talk a lot about on this podcast how, like, the schedule of people in the entertainment business is, like, not so glam. So, like, whether you're a makeup artist or a singer or whatever, you're usually, like, working while people are playing and sometimes, like, missing life events. So I'm interested in, for you, as a partner of someone with a very non-traditional schedule, do you enjoy the change of pace? Is there, are there challenges sometimes? Is it both? Well, I can definitely say, like, I feel like pre-mom loved it, lived for it, was like, what's, what's on the agenda next week? Cause we don't know. Like, I loved that spontaneity. And I mean, honestly, it really formed my mindset because there did have to be certain adjustments of being like, mom, I can't plan like Christmas vacation right now. I mean, honestly, the industry shuts down for the holidays. So I know you can, but um, like certain, certain things that were honestly like two months out, like I was like, I, I, I can't, we can't commit to things. We, we don't know. And so it was more so like just a, it, it kind of came naturally for me, but reallying that mindset to 
people who had certain expectations from us was one of the harder challenges, but we're on the same page now, um, except for our daughter who is like, um, I would like my routine at all times. Thank you. Um, but that's like, so I still crave it though. I, I love, I love the spontaneity. I'm not a creature of habit. Like I, I crave that there is going to be a fun little curveball, and we're just going to figure it out. Like we just always figure it out. And it's just about leveling expectations. And like, I've always leveled expectations. Like whenever there's a yes to a commitment of an event or a dinner, I'm like, I always preface it with, okay, we're saying yes, but you know, how good the deal is. Yeah, I yeah. think you said this perfectly and I feel the exact same way. So I'm an actor, my husband's a creative director and actually Tina and I were just talking about this a little bit today because Tina's planning a birthday trip in November and I'm like, my husband and I were like, we wanna go so bad. But I was like, there's a chance we don't know. Sometimes we won't know our schedule yeah. until the week before. So I'm like, I have it on my list. I'm like, I'm going to look at what the cancellation policy is. I'm going to pe- It's exactly. And I think you said it so beautifully about just managing those expectations in a way that like, it's really easy when people are in the same business. Like we had a bunch of friends who booked a job right before our wedding and couldn't quit our wedding. And we were like, yeah, that's how it goes. But the managing the expectations about it, about this business with people who aren't in it, I think is kind of like the crux. You said that very, very well. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. And like, but I also, you know, I think that I'm in this like new chapter where no one really has expectations once you become a mom. Like everyone is very much like, I'm gonna do me and I know you, you're gonna do you. Like, so um, I'm more so on the edge of my seat of how are we going to, you know, what's going to happen next? Like I'm, I'm always excited because I think any change is a good thing. And there are certain sacrifices that I know we'll have to make. Like if the change isn't workable for the entire family, then, you know, we'll have to spend some time apart or we'll have to relocate, but it's just, it's all good. So if it's all good things, then, you know, we can make it work. Yeah. Is there anything in your life that you do that you that you reserve for yourself to create that space and to be able to stay spontaneous while being a a working mom, while, you know, having your hands in all of these different things? Is there anything that you're like, okay, this is my non-negotiable. I will always have this. this Well, I don't know if it's non-negotiable. I will always have this because I I'm not sure that those things necessarily exists for me but um my husband and I really believe that like we need to take time to each of us like go do your thing for two days whatever that is like I'm I I mean I don't need to take a test to tell me this like I'm a hundred percent an extrovert and that's how I recharge versus someone else may, you know, get a little bit of a recharge from being out, but the other half like needs to be at home with a book or, or a show or whatever. Like, so my recharge is I'm going to go to, you know, New York or, or Miami where I have friends and I'm going to go have a blast with them. And like that, and we do the same thing for, for my husband, like those two things make us, and of course we would love to take trips on our own, but it's a little harder with the kids, you know, and um, 
yeah, so we we've carved that out because when we come back, it's just so much better for for our relationship, for your personal relationship with yourself and for your relationship with your child. So like I'm a full, I fully, fully support of like go get away from being like Esther mom and go remember who Esther like degenerate is because I think it's really important like not to forget that part of you because I think society puts so much pressure on like once you hit an age or like you become a mom like you got to be a certain way and you know people people live up to that expectation even though like they don't want to which I I think is like so interesting because I and that is a big that is a big uh element in like into the night and what I hope to advocate is like don't forget who you really really are and it's okay if like you're gonna go be ratchet for two days and like have a wild fun time and like feel hungover the next day and have the laughs with your friends and like go get some blisters on your feet like that does not make you a bad mom like you're gonna come back and your daughter or your son or your daughters and sons are going to love and miss you the same exact amount and your husband's gonna totally or your husband or your wife or whatever are totally going to feel that like recharge that you have and it's just I really think it just benefits all parties involved. Thank you so much for saying that. So yeah, we are clap slow, slow clapping. Clap. Slow clap. Right. We have this old programming that I think our generation is undoing of like, when you're a mom, you have to be a certain way. You can't do a certain thing. Like, yeah, you have to be responsible, but it's like, you don't have to lose the spontaneous, fun, late night New York City side of yourself. It can't be every night, but it doesn't have to go away forever. Exactly. And the truth is like, it cannot be if you're momming, like it really can't be. And that's why, like, when you said, do you carve anything out? Like I carve it out because like, you can't, I mean, for me at least, like I can't do both. Like I can't go and like have a night and then wake up and be like the kind of mom that I want to be. Like, so I really do. I'm very intentional with that. And I'm like, okay, like I'm going to go do this. It's going to be awesome. And then I'm going to come back. But like, it's the same thing with work too. Like you cannot mom, you cannot mom and work you're going to get 50% of like both efforts. So it's, that is obviously not spontaneous when you carve things out, but like if you carve it out, then you can make spontaneous elements in within that that container. And something else that you said to me at this reception, you were like, here's what you need. So you're talking about having kids. You're like, here's what you need someone to take your baby for a night and a morning. Like your mom, it's your husband, it's your best friend, it's something. So you can go have your night, have a drink, do whatever, sleep a little late, and then come back to it. Like once in a while, sprinkled in. And I just thought that was such a good, actionable thing for any future mom, any current mom to hear. Just take a night and a morning for yourself once in a while. Yes. You will have anxiety. (laughs) You will have anxiety once it hits like 11 p.m. if you do not have a sitter for the morning because because your night can be very spontaneous in a way that you do not want it to be. Like 3 a.m. wake ups, 6 a.m. wake ups, whatever. Like, so you just need that taken care of so you can do you. Because like, I've had that before and I'm just, all I'm thinking about is like, oh my God, oh my God, how am I going to operate? How many hours do I have? You can't, you can't be present in the moment that you're in and like 
really connect with the people that you're with, which is why you're there in the first place. So that is so brilliant. I love how you use the word intention. You have to be intentional with these things. You can be spontaneous and also be intentional. Those two things can coincide. I love that. They can. What? And I think that's chapter two of life because when, if you are listening to this podcast and you are between the ages of 20 and 30 and you don't have a child, you better be out and living your best life and saying yes to every single opportunity because you will benefit from it. Because chapter two is a little different. It's a little different. <laughs> Esther, what are your hopes and dreams for Into the Night? For the future. Yeah, I just, I want more people to be introduced to Into the Night. I want more people to have access to it. It's so nice that we have this pop-up right now because it makes a really big difference for people to be able to feel the quality, try it on in the baby little dressing room that we have. And um, I just, I hope that people understand the message and like the, uh, the mindset that we we want people to have when they're wearing it and that everything is just, you know, everyone's just trying to do their best and help others from a, you know, from a, a very basic, like just from clothing, like from a garment, it's like a step one. It's what you do when you get dressed in the morning. And if it can make you feel like great before you step out and do whatever it is to do, you know, they always say like, you fall in love when you're le- when you least expect it. Like you meet your business partner when you least expect it. You you never know what'll happen. So if if you're just feeling great when you take that first step out of the door, then that's already that's already a good step in the right direction. Well, if that doesn't make everybody want to run out and buy one of your pieces, I don't know what will. I know. For God's <laughs> sake, yes. and we're gonna link we're gonna link your website and everything yeah. below in the description Absolutely. because we can't wait to get shopping and I bet everyone else feels the same okay so before we let you go we have these fun rapid fire questions just say just say (laughs) but like really no pressure oh my god no (laughs) just suddenly flushing but also I've been flushing this room is so hot so okay, I know we talk about that too, all the time. I know because we have to turn off our AC units when yes. we record for sound, and so no, try, we're all we're all blushing. I yes. don't have a blush problem if someone is watching this. Like it looks like I blushed myself. It actually no, just look looks like gorgeous. you're wearing like gorgeous cream blush. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's natural. <laughs> um, okay, so what do you think is the best advice you've ever gotten? They asked you new opportunities. I didn't come up with that on my own. Perfect. Love that. Who are three designers that are in your closet right now? Um, Into the Night. Yes. Of course. Um, Better be. <laughs> Yigal is Rule, um, Israeli designer. Um, Fendi. I just got a pair of Fendi shoes. Yes. Cool. <laughs> yes, we love it. Love. What is the current nighttime moisturizer that you're using right now? I use Dr. Jarts. Dr. Jarts. So good. So good. The tiger cream? It comes in like, looks like toothpaste. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's great. It's amazing. It's the mm-hmm. best. Um, who's a woman either on social media or in your life or just someone in, yes, around that is inspiring you right now? Um, my mom. You you really, uh, I feel like I totally, my my perception and like my understanding of my mom totally changed when I become a mom. It just happens. But um, yeah, she's great. She's a real big support system for me. Okay. So where can we find you? Where can we follow you? And where can we follow and shop into the night? 
You can find me at Eskimo, so E-S-K-I-M-O-V-E-S. Um, and you can find Into the Night at shop underscore Into the Night. Amazing. Esther, thank you so much for sharing so much about your life and being so honest and so much about your amazing brand. We had so much fun chatting with you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for this opportunity. This was really cool. My first podcast, and I hope not my last. And thank you so much. You guys guys are awesome. It's definitely not going to be your last. Not at all. Yes, this was so fun. Thanks, Esther. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more content, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Patreon, and give us a follow at Obsessed with the Best Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Hosted on dimlywit.com.